Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22 to open our first assembly this morning and to open the worship of God. Matthew chapter 22. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day, in an outpost of His kingdom, in the 2,992nd year of the dynasty of David and the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God has been taken from the Jews and given to the Gentiles, and we are blessed and privileged children to have this outpost where we can meet together and celebrate our Savior, our Lord, our King, our brother, the apostle and high priest of our profession, the bishop of our souls, the great shepherd of the sheep, and all that the Lord Jesus Christ is to those who love Him. He is precious to those that believe, the Bible tells us. Last Lord's Day, we opened our worship with Matthew chapter 21, and we read the parable of the householder and saw the kingdom of God taken away from the Jews that did not render him fruits in season, and it was given to the Gentiles. And we saw that plainly, that the Lord Jesus Christ came by the authority of God and destroyed the city of Jerusalem and that nation that had not given fruits worthy of God's kingdom. And I asked you then, and I ask you again today, are we going to give him the return on his investment in us and the return on the glory of his kingdom that we should give him? A second parable followed that parable here in Matthew chapter 22, and I'm going to read the first ten verses. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage." But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants, and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies, and destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, But they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word to this point in this parable. This is the Jews re- Rejection of the kingdom of God, presented by the prophets, John, Jesus, and the apostles. They mistreated those messengers, and they killed those messengers. And so God sent his armies, and burned up their cities, and destroyed those wicked murderers. That is, the Jews that had killed the Lord Jesus Christ, and the prophets and apostles of God. This supper here that we're re- that's being described as a marriage supper of a king, son, is the gospel. It's not the marriage supper of the lamb. It's the privileges of the gospel. It's the kingdom privileges 
that God's children have had to be worshiping God in spirit and in truth and to have His form of worship on earth that is pleasing to Him. These are gospel privileges that the Jews rejected. And they went their ways to their farm, to their merchandise. What occupies you most of the time? The Lord understands and we all understand that we have to work and we have other obligations in our lives, but what is truly the overriding and consuming desire in your life? It better be the marriage supper of the Lamb. It better be this marriage supper. This marriage supper here is gospel privileges. It's not one in eternity. It's one presently offered to them and pulled away from them and given to others. And this is gospel privileges and kingdom privileges, which is what you read about last evening in Acts chapter 15, what you read about in Ephesians chapter 2, and what we're studying in Romans chapter 11. They made light of it. What we're doing right now, nothing should be made light of it. This is very important in the real scheme of things. What you do the rest of the week is not important. It's only a necessary evil to survive in order to be able to worship God. And we don't want to make light of it in any way. We want to lift up our voices. We want to lift up our hearts. We want to be united without any differences among us. We want to glorify the God that saved us. We want to glorify His Son, Jesus Christ. We want to be thankful for the dynasty or the kingdom that we are part of by His grace to Gentiles. When the Jews rejected this kingdom, even though a dinner had been prepared, oxen and fatlings had been killed, and all things were ready, they didn't want it. And so He told His servants, Well, I have made all these preparations. Go out into the highways. And whoever you find out there, invite them to come in. Those highways were anywhere that wasn't Israel. That was the rest of the world, especially the Roman Empire. And those apostles went out, especially our beloved brother Paul, and presented the gospel to Gentiles. And the Gentiles were glad when they heard it and glorified the word of the Lord. And that's what we want to do this morning. And so they were bidden. And they went into the highways. And they gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, some elect and some non-elect, come into the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord will sort them all out in the great day of judgment, just like He taught in the parables of the tares and the parables of the fishermen's nets, that the angels of the God of heaven will sort them out in the great day of judgment, and those that don't have the righteousness of Jesus Christ clothing them will be cast out. But if we have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ and believed on Him as the Son of God, the Son of David, and the Savior from sin, we are clothed in His righteousness. And we can rejoice in that fact today. But notice, brethren, when the Jews rejected it, and they which were bidden were not worthy of it. For those of you that remember your Bibles well, when you read that last clause of the 8th verse, you should be thinking of Acts 13, where the Apostle Paul said to the Jews, you have judged yourselves unworthy. And so it came to us, brethren, 2,000 years removed, 5,000 miles removed, we have the gospel kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here we have an outpost of it today. And I hope that we shall be the most enthusiastic, most thankful 
outpost in the entire kingdom of God. Not for our praise, but for the praise of the God whose kingdom this is. May the Lord bless you with complete understanding of those ten verses and of what follows for you to be able to tie this together with the parable from last Sunday, with Romans 11, with Acts 15, with Daniel 9, with Ephesians chapter 2, and the whole message of the New Testament that the gospel was first presented to the Jews, and when they rejected it, we turned to the Gentiles, and they will receive it. And we did receive it. And it's part of the great mystery of godliness. God, through Jesus Christ, was preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. What a privilege we have. Let's give Him all the glory due His holy name this morning. It is a fact that we should live for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of David, every single day. But the Lord knows, and the Lord chose one day above the other six to be His. And it's called the Lord's Day. And this day we set aside for Him. And I want to encourage each of you, if you truly love Him, you will set this day aside for Him. But especially right now when we're in His house. When you read the Old Testament, and you know that those faithful men loved the Lord every day of the week, and you know that there was a morning sacrifice every single day for over a thousand years, and there was an evening sacrifice made of a lamb, yet... When you read of God's account, God's inspired account in the history of Israel, there is special notice and remembrance taken of the great feast days that they had. Every feast day and every day of worship in the Old Testament was a Sabbath, meaning no work whatsoever by an Israelite, by his beasts, or by his servants. Because the entire focus was to be on the worship of God. And yet, when you read about Solomon's dedication of his temple, are you not moved by that? It's an incredible period of worship of God, and the Bible notes it, even though those men loved God every day of their lives. When Hezekiah came along later, Jehoshaphat came along later, and he would have particular services that would compare them to David's. When Hezekiah came, compared to David's and Solomon's. When Josiah came along, those particular Passovers that they held were compared to David's and Solomon's. How about Ezra and Nehemiah, that great preaching service in Nehemiah chapter 8, when they kept the Feast of Booths for the first time since the days of Joshua. And the Bible notes that. The Lord's Day made a Sabbath in the Old Testament. Nothing else was in your life except the worship of God. Every holiday was a Sabbath as well. A high Sabbath day. And so we have this day, it's the Lord's day. And let's give Him all that we can give Him. Let's love one another. Let's love His Word. Let's love His Son. Let's love Him. And let's proclaim it with our lips. And let's have our hearts in full sync with our lips. That the melody and the grace that should be in our hearts flows out in praise that is acceptable to Him, made acceptable through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You didst design, ordain, a marriage supper of Your Son. 
Heavenly Father, and what a feast it was. And though oxen and fatlings are used metaphorically, we have spiritual blessings in the Lord Jesus Christ and in His Gospel that far excel any dinner of steak or all the trappings that could be added to it. We bless and praise Your holy name. And Heavenly Father, this is a feast that requires no money because it's been provided for us free out of the rich treasuries of Your goodness. We thank and we praise You. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that when the Jews turned away from it and made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise, and the remnant of them slew your servants that had sent forth the invitations. Oh, you sent those servants out into the highways to find the lowly Gentiles, worshiping stumps, worshiping stars, worshiping dogs and bugs, worshiping themselves, worshiping the imagination of their own hearts. And you sent the gospel to your elect among them, and we thank you for it. We are this day blessed, and we count ourselves the most blessed on earth to know your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of David. To know the dynasty that began in his father David 992 years before. We thank thee for him. Heavenly Father, we thank you that the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for his people. That the king adopted his enemies by his own sacrificial death for them. We are blessed abundantly. We thank Thee for such a great salvation. And we thank Thee for sending us the news of it. That You have ministered to us the information that the war is over between God and Gentiles. That the Lord Jesus Christ has made peace by the blood of His cross. And that we are brought into one and we are fellow citizens and heirs with the saints of the Old Testament, all made possible by the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, this day sanctify us by Your Holy Spirit and under the blood and righteousness of Jesus our Lord, that our worship will be acceptable in Thy sight. Let our praise delight Thine ears. Let our worship come into Thy presence. Let all that we say and do be according to the due order that You have set forth in Scripture. O Lord, forgive us those sins that easily beset us and the weights that hinder us from running our race like we should and have mercy upon us. We pray the same blessing for all Your churches and saints scattered abroad, that in their various outposts, whether it be one of them or many, that You will be among them as well. We thank Thee for the privilege of being a small part of Your great kingdom that is in all nations of the earth, And from sea to shining sea, the whole world is filled with your glory. And we thank you for including us in it. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation. We thank you for our rulers. We ask that you would have mercy upon them and help them. And Heavenly Father, that you would oversee and govern the affairs of this nation and of all nations for the sake of the elect within them. That we may continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in your kingdom while we are strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Father, we pray for those unable to be with us for various causes this morning that are far away and that will be traveling. We pray your traveling mercies upon them and bring them to us again. And, O Lord, we pray that you will open the Word of God to us 
And that by Your Spirit, You will cause us to behold wondrous things there that will excite our hearts and fill our minds with pure thoughts and wonderful things to consider rather than the foolish, vain things of this world. O Lord, help us to this end. We do love Thee. And we do thank Thee for Thy salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. And we do thank Thee for inviting us to this gospel salvation and these kingdom privileges that we have in this New Testament church. O Lord, be with us this day. For we pray in the name which is above every name, that of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.